Welcome to the desert of the real. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. Good morning and welcome to the Removing Confusion podcast. It's June the 20th, 2022. The warning signs are all around us. Realize that liars do not fear the truth if there are enough liars. That the devil is just one man with a plan, but evil. True evil is a collaboration of men. The warning signs are around us. And the alarm has gone up. Those of us who know, try to tell others. Those of us who are living in some kind of lost reality that doesn't exist, sit back and say, oh, don't worry about it. Nothing bad's going to happen here in the United States. And then one day, November... I think it was the 3rd, 2020. An election went into the hands of a complete buffoon and idiot because of mean tweets and orange skin. People just couldn't look at it anymore. And now look what you've got. Today we're going to talk real quickly right at the top here. Uh, No notes. Flying alone, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen or what should be happening in your home. If you're a male, you should be adhering to what Scripture says. It doesn't say you're supposed to be the overbearing jackass to your wife and family. It does say women submit to your husbands. Husbands submit to your wives. It doesn't say you're supposed to be overbearing, aggravating, and I'm the tyrant of this house, and I will, I'm telling you how it's going to go. That's not what any of that means. Was Jesus ever like that? Except when he dealt with those of, of the religious sense and the politicians. And even the politicians he, he, he actually was pretty decent with. Straightforward, but decent. Pilate, you know, he just told Pilate the way it was. You can't take anything from me that I don't give you already. You don't have the power over me that you think you do. But he let those religious guys know that they were feeding everybody lies. And all through the rest of the New Testament, it tells what liars get. It tells what tyrants are going to get. You know, you're, if you're a tyrant in your family, you're no better than a Pol Pot, a Hitler, or any other of the tyrants that we've known all through the years. That's right. I said it, and I meant it. So I'm sorry if I clicked off on a tirade there. I didn't mean it. I do mean what I said. Men learn the Bible. Women too. People, period. But men, if you want to be the controlling aspect of everything, you better read where it tells you you're supposed to look over your family. 
The man who doesn't take care of his family is worse than an infidel. The man who is uh, not adhering to the uh, and looking at the signs all around him because some stupid preacher said, there are no more signs. Well, the signs are all around you that things are not going to get better, at least not in the near term. And that's what everybody thinks. The midterm elections are going to straighten it all out. We'll have the House and the Senate back. We don't know that for sure yet. We haven't got that far yet. But I can tell you this, even if we pull that one off, Republican so-called conservatives, most of them are going to be rhinos. Those rhinos aren't going anywhere. They're not an endangered species by any stretch of the imagination. Now, the uh, the firebrands that might come in, they might shake things up for a bit, and we might get some things done in a correct way. But by then, we're talking six months from now. Yes, I know, the election's in November, but you forget they don't get sworn in until January. And Biden still runs the whole government with his Democrats. We're going to expose a few things today about that. But anyway, before we go anywhere, since I went on that tirade, excuse me if you were offended, here's the thing. We, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Stock up on whatever you can. Don't give the excuse, I don't have room. You can make room. You know, if you have to go and have somebody dig you a root cellar, get it done. Get the beans in there. Plant a garden. Right now, I'm I'm my gardening this year is different than it ever has been. I usually put things right into the ground with a little bit of good soil. I did some research on different ways to produce plants. And uh, I have plants all over my yard now. <laughs> They're actually uh, weed bearing, uh, weed weed blockers for right now along my back fence. I didn't really put a lot in the garden. I bought what they call grow bags, and you can look those up on the internet. You can go go and watch multiple multiple videos on YouTube on how these work. Now it costs a little bit to do so, because but I'm going to tell you something. You use good soil. You use potting mix and put it in these big bags. They're, they're actually, you can, you actually, you know, you can go to the dollar store and buy a decent sized cardboard and clothish kind of looking thing that they use for storing here and there and use those. What it, what, and I won't go into grave detail, fill it with potting mix and some compost, a little bit of peat moss if you have it and start growing some tomatoes and peppers cucumbers, whatever. Look at the store. How much does it cost you right now to buy those things? By the pound. You go buy a decent-sized onion, it might cost you close to three bucks. An onion, one. We buy them by the bag because it's usually for something. You get a whole bunch of them. You know, the two of us, we can chop up an onion and it'll last us for a day or two but anyway get a garden going something small even if it's just in pots or just around your patio you know um, put it in a raised bed if you if you need help ask for it ask for it somebody out there somewhere in your family some friend of yours that you haven't thought of can build you a raised bed where you can grow all kinds of stuff lettuce and all that we are running near to a place where food is going to be hard to get a hold of food producing plants are being i'm i believe they're being targeted two of them in the past six eight months a year have been hit by airplanes now how is that? one i can understand two others have just had unexplained fires break out some have been burnt to the ground. 
Now, some of these are like potato chip factories. Everybody says, I don't eat potato chips. That make any difference to me. Yeah, but a lot of your potatoes went there. The ones that you could have bought in a bag somewhere. Food is being destroyed. Hundreds and thousands, maybe even millions of chickens burn up. Killed because of the Asian, uh, what is it? The avian, I'm sorry, avian flu. Is there any proof that that can't be cooked out of the bird just like salmonella? You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a guy with a voice and I'm kind of ticked off about all the stuff I'm seeing. And people are just, oh, well, Ukraine. Yeah, well, Ukraine, there goes your wheat, a third of it at least, maybe more. Now, here in the United States, we may not feel that punch. But we got to think, you know, outside our borders. You know, we want to welcome everybody into them. We might as well start thinking about the folks in Africa that are, you know, I heard an an estimate from a fellow. Now, I can only vouch for what he says. I'm sorry, I can't vouch for everything this guy said, uh, but this was on the uh, this was actually on one of the news programs on your TV, Fox News, I'm sure, who said up to a hundred million people we could see die in the next year and a half, two years from starvation. Don't think it's not coming here. Don't think so. Now, will it come to us here in the United States on the on the rate that it will other places in the world? I very seriously doubt. But any people who starve to death, who go to bed without a meal, in the most prosperous nation on planet Earth until now, the United States, that's a that's a travesty. Now, some people are too proud to ask for help. Some people don't know where to go, blah, blah, blah. COVID has messed up a whole lot of stuff in in these last few years. It's drained the churches of a lot of people. They won't come back. Uh, I said that all along. You know, you let people stay out of church for two, three, four, five weeks. When you open it back up, you'll be lucky if a third or less come back. And then they'll filter back out. Everybody's still wearing their obedience masks like that's going to protect them. Let me tell you something. Tony Fauci running around with two obedience masks on and fully vaccinated, three or four shots in his arm, has COVID now. I saw another report on COVID. We we were going to talk about that later, but COVID uh, vaccinated people are the ones who are filling our hospital beds. That idiot that we have in the White House that likes to say, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It is not. It's a pandemic of the vaccinated. Pericarditis, myocarditis in young men dropping dead. Soccer players, some of the most athletic people on the planet out there on the, on the, on what they call the pitch drop over some never to come back. A lot of them have been revived, but they'll never play again. Hockey players, same thing. Triathletes, tennis players, fully vaccinated. Just drop over. Yeah. See if you can force me to take your vaccination and I'll say straight up. Now I have taken none of them. No COVID vaccinations here. From this time out, no more shots for me. And I'll tell you something else. They've come up with a way to swab you for the PCR test and vaccinate you at the same time. So beware of that. Well, we got to we got to swab you for COVID. No, you don't. Take some blood. Come back to me in three or four days. By then, if I have it, it'll be gone or I'd already shot it through my system. 
every breathing order that you have is not COVID. I'm, I'm way off the track again. Let me get back to where I was at. Stocking up, being ready, seeing the warning signs, and all those things that I just said go with that. I always used to say Bibles, beans, bullets, and bourbon, but you know, bourbon can be a, a problem. It's a good bartering tool. All these things are for bartering. Some of them for, are for your protection and for your eating. When there is no food in the stores and people take to the streets, they're going to look for those of us who they think may have food. Hungry people will do very many horrible things. All these things I'm talking about are happening right around you. Now, you may not see it in rural or, or suburban or, or nice city America yet but it's coming. The big cities are being hit. They don't have the food on their shelves. There's empty shelves. Down here in, in, in Plain Town, Ohio, things are getting a little bit harder to find. And when you do find them, can you afford them? When you print, 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 print money, you inflate the amount of money that's out there, which sounds like a great thing until you figure out it isn't worth anything anymore. Weimar uh, Republic, Germany, people would go to the store with a barrel, wheelbarrow full of German marks. Uh, when they came back out, the money might be laying on the ground and the wheelbarrow was gone because it was worth more than the, than the francs and marks were. So there you go. We're on a, we're on a target trajectory for that. Cryptocurrency, let's force that down people's throats because it doesn't work. And when all hell breaks loose and the power grid goes down, how do you access cryptocurrency? You don't. I better start talking about something before an hour shoots by. Let's listen to some stuff. Get me to shut up for a while. Well, that wasn't very nice. My producer's with me today, and he says it is time to uh, enlighten people with what is happening in the world around us. And I, yeah, I agree with him on that. He's a good producer and a good friend. Okay. These are some... Serious things that we're going to di- dictate to you now. We talked about the Second Amendment the other day and how Joe Biden quoted uh, Justice Scalia, I think it was, or, or one of them, and uh, said that no amendment to the Constitution of the United States, nothing in the Bill of Rights is absolute. Here's, here is a, a guy from Britain. I believe he's a rapper, uh, uh, an African-American or African-Britain, whatever. You get so used to saying that he's a, he's a black guy from England anyway. And he, he has some interesting takes on the whole second amendment in the United States thing. You know, there's people who will not travel to the USA because they're afraid of getting shot. Right now. Could you like, like, do shootings happen in the U.S.? Yes. But should you not ever in your life travel to the country because you're so it's like being afraid to go outside because you could get hit by lightning. It's like it's possible. But if we're talking probabilities, if you're just minding your business and you're not involved in some gang or criminal activity or something, the chance of you getting shot or stabbed in the U.K. or in the U.S. is very, very, well, very you come low. down on the Second Amendment here. I support it. I support it, um, which is quite rare for a Brit. But, yeah, I definitely support it. And, and so clearly you understand, like, it's central yes. to freedom. Yes. That you can't, you take the guns away from people, there's yeah. a lot less freedom. I actually think it's central to global freedom. I'd go that far. I think the USA's Second Amendment is not important just to Americans. I think it's important globally because I think this country, for all its pros and cons, I think this is truly the bastion of freedom on a global level level 
So I think even if you look at the past two and a half years, right, we people people balk at the idea of a government becoming tyrannical. But look at the past two and a half years and look at what happened in so many European countries, in Australia and Canada, like under whatever guise, you know, the USA can only be pushed to a certain level when it comes to authoritarianism. Yeah, they can't and come knocking on your door and force the vaccine on you because you may have a gun. Yes, <laughs> there, there, there's a level to it. And so I think the USA and its Second Amendment actually stands against that type of threat on a, on a global scale. And it's something I've thought about a lot. And again, being so, someone who's not from the country but spends a lot of time here and knows a lot of people across the political aisle, I can totally understand both sides. I do understand the people who are just like, just ban the guns. Just get rid of the guns. The guns are the problem. I get that. That's the typical British mentality. That's actually how most people in the world, certainly in the Western world, think. So I do understand that perspective. I don't just think it's like stupid and dismiss it. Um, but fundamentally, most of the time, the people saying that don't understand what the Second Amendment is or why it exists. They don't understand what the existing gun situation even is. There's people who think you can just, you know, walk into Walmart and buy a bazooka if you're seven years old without any background check. So people, you know, people will talk about, well, you shouldn't just, you shouldn't be able to buy machine guns in Walmart. And I'm like, you can't buy machine guns in Walmart, right? <laughs> but, but they'll say it. And even people who are quite prominent and supposed to be quite smart, but, you know, there's this real emotional thing, especially when it comes to guns. And I get that, you know, if you've, they can look big and scary. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the U.S., I, I definitely support it. That was uh, a guy, I think his name is Zuby. And uh, Jason Whitlock was the host of that show. So a Brit, a Brit believes that our Second Amendment is not just an American thing that keeps Americans safe. It's globally keeping things safe. Now, there's a lot of things to be said on that. And let me say this. As America declines, and it is, whether you like to hear it or not, it is declining under this current administration. It was declining as well under the administration of Barack Obama, George Bush, uh, I almost said George Clinton, uh, <laughs> Bill Clinton, and the Bush before him. So it, it's not been a upward trajectory since 1990, and even uh, we even had some slippage there in the uh, Reagan years. But you know, for the most part, we got a footing, and then it started to slide away again. We got into some wars that we didn't need to be in because they were you know, necessary to stop all terrorism, and it didn't work. Now we've pulled out and left 95 or $85 billion worth of military hardware behind. Night vision goggles, nice helicopters, machine guns that you can buy at any Walmart, I guess. That's what people think other places, that you can just buy whatever you want at Walmart or, or whatever mart you want to go to. And it's just, you know, like this fellow says, it, you can't do that. It just doesn't happen. But I like his take. I like his take. A British guy who says straight up, look, your Second Amendment keeps the world safe. When this country falls and it's on that pathway under this administration, you know, if there's not some big changes within the next few years, which I think is long, way, way too long to even think about, you know, we are going to see this nation fall. That's what they're pushing for. They get your guns, it's over. I'll tell you that right now. They know they can't do it. There's, there's more three times as many guns out there in, in the United States as there are people or something to that, that, you know, it's a large amount. And they hate it because they can't control you as long as you have something to defend yourself with. Now, I am not for violence of any kind. But again, the Bible tells us, especially men, 
a man who does not defend his family in whatever way is as more than an infidel. More than an infidel or greater than. So really, take that to heart. That doesn't mean shoot every government agent that comes to your door. I mean, that'll just get you in all kinds of trouble. But we do need to really think seriously about a constitutional militia, a legal constitutional militia formed in each of our communities. Those are guys that, you know, back in the, back in the day, they used their muskets, you know, their squirrel guns, whatever, to uh, protect themselves, protect their family, protect our community. From what? From Britain. Great Britain, even up to uh, the, World of, the War of 1812. Actually, it was 1814. We took a little trip down to Mississippi to the mighty Mississippi or whatever it was, <laughs> so, to the Gulf of Mexico. And the British, here comes the British fighting again. You know, we fought those Brits for a long time on, on our soil. And we finally pushed them out. They are the Biden administration of today. We're going to see here in just one second a very disturbing trend. If I can find the right one. That uh, the Biden administration is using the FBI as a secret police force. I got to go back to my notes here, folks. Okay, yep. Let's try that. Stand by. Harmeet Dillon is managing partner of the Dillon Law Group. She represents Project Veritas in this case. She joins us tonight. Harmeet, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Tucker. So we spoke about this when it initially happened, but it's ever more clear that Project Veritas and, and the woman who sold the diary committed no crime, certainly no federal crime, and that Joe Biden is using the FBI as his personal secret police, and no one is saying anything about it. Absolutely right. Let's clear the weeds just a little bit. This clip just jumps right in. Ashley Biden, I think is her name, the daughter of Joe Biden, had a diary that she left behind under a mattress in a halfway house that she got when she she was living in or something to that effect when she got out of a rehab or drug use or something. And uh, she left this diary behind. This diary is horrible. And uh, this lady that Mr. Carlson's talking to, her name's Harmeet Dillon. I don't know if I've ever played any clips of her or if you've seen her. I'm sure that those of you that are newsworthy have seen her. She's a very serious lawyer. She doesn't crack jokes. Uh, she doesn't make light of things. She's, I'll tell you what, I told my wife the other night we were, or the other day, we were watching a clip with her at it, and I said, I, I would not want to be the opposing counsel or uh, perpetrator or whatever on the other side of that lady because she, I believe she's she is the, she's one of those ones you're going down, and she's going to get you in the end. She's very serious. Let, let, let her talk. Tucker, and when you look at the search warrants that were served on our clients and executed, each of the four claims involves the word stolen, possession of stolen property, uh, conspiracy to transport stolen property across state lines, and so on. All stolen, 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 stolen. But guess what? All along, as we said, and now as the press is reporting independently, nothing was stolen in this case. And so that begs the question, how did the FBI get search warrants how did multiple judges, by the way, sign off on search warrants, not just for the property that they seized, but for months beforehand, emails, 200,000 of them? And the answer is somebody must have lied to a gullible or willing FBI who then passed on those lies to federal judges. Uh, who are those people? Almost certainly members of the Biden family and their legal representatives. And so once we finally shut down this abusive uh, investigation, get our property back and see what was in those search warrants, which by the way, the ACLU and Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press have filed applications for. 
then there needs to be a criminal investigation into the lies told to our federal law enforcement and get to the bottom of that. And that is relevant to how the Biden administration is weaponizing the DOJ and how powerful lawyers in New York City were able to call up the DOJ and simply run roughshod over the protections of the First Amendment, the Privacy Protection Act, DOJ regulations, and common law protecting journalists. Tucker, as you pointed out, so what if the property was stolen? From the beginning of this case, the DOJ knows that it is perfectly legal for journalists like James O'Keefe from Project Veritas to run with stolen property and publish it. It's protected by the United States Constitution and the United States Supreme Court. So this should never happen again to any journalist of any political persuasion, Tucker. No, of course not. And I'm, I'm waiting for the first brave reporter to ask the question that must be asked to Joe Biden, which is, why did you shower with your daughter in a way she described as not appropriate in a way that she believes made her sexually compulsive in later life? Why don't you explain what that means? I think we have a right to know. Harmeet Dillon, I appreciate all the work you do. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tucker. And we're going to talk about that real quickly. Shower with your daughter? What a puke. Um, she gave a laundry list of things there. And the part that really sticks with you is all your First Amendment, freedom of speech, uh, the freedom of the press. I mean, it goes on and on. All those freedoms that he said, or well, she said in this thing, but uh, that Biden has already said that, they aren't absolute. We can take them when we want to. We can take your God-given and for 250-some years, government-given rights away from you. Uh, this is not stolen property. This is property just like the laptop that his drug-addicted son left behind at, uh, at a uh, computer repair shop. This diary of his daughter was left behind and a woman found it. She started reading it. She was like, whoa, you know, now she might've thought, well, there's maybe a few bucks in here for me. And you know something, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with either one of these people that take the property, if you want to call it and turn it over to a news agency. Um, those of you who know anything about Julian Assange, they're getting ready to they're getting ready to crucify him. And you know, I I know guys I worked with in in the past, and you know, they they say he did things that made us unsafe in the military during war, uh, the Iraq War by letting out leaked documents and all this kind of thing. That may be true. But did he break any laws when something falls in your lap? When somebody hands you information and you know you you're a, you're a journalist of whatever ilk. I mean, you can call me one. I'm I don't really I'm just a guy with a with a podcast platform. You know? I'm not really a journalist. I I take other journalists stuff and <laughs> and and throw it out there for consumption but the thing of it is is you know it's information and when the information comes yes yeah, sometimes you may have to think about it before you throw it out there on the internet but is it illegal to do so when somebody hands you something why are you now the one who's under the penalty of law and uh in the end in the end, these people will be exonerated. Julian Assange should get nothing. A jury, if it's done correctly, should find him clean on all counts. But, you know, the United States government had a, has gotten a black eye, and they don't like that, so they're going after a guy who basically did his job. And the same thing's happening here. They've been after James O'Keefe. He runs a, 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 for those of you that don't know, he runs what's called uh, Project Veritas. There it is, Project Truth. And he does go under, he has people that go undercover and talk to these people who worked in the vaccination industry. And, you know, they're, they're being surreptitiously videoed and taped 
that, hey, they're they're just saying straight up, yeah, the vaccines don't work. Ha, ha, ha. We got them shots, and they'll kill them all. And, and you know, the abortion stuff where the, they talked about selling baby parts, which is not part of Planned Parenthood's project, but they did it anyway. What a bunch of pukes. What a bunch of billionaire money-making garbage dumps. Okay, here's the little bit that uh, will clear up some of what Harmeet Dillon and Tucker Carlson were talking about. So here, once again, are the words from Ashley Biden's diary. Quote, I have always been boy crazy, she wrote, hypersexualized at a young age. I remember somewhat being sexualized with a family member. I remember having sex with friends at a young age. Showers with my dad, probably not appropriate. So Ashley Biden wrote this in the context of her struggle with sexual compulsiveness in later life. And she attributes those compulsions to the fact that her father took showers with her in a way that was, quote, not appropriate. Now, we have no reason to doubt that what she wrote is true. She did not write this for public consumption. She wrote it in a diary that, as you just heard, she accidentally left behind in a halfway house in Palm Beach, Florida, in June of 2020, during the presidential race. The woman who took the room that she left, a single mother, found that diary under the bed. Now, if you are the father of daughters, ask yourself, is there any explanation for that behavior that is justifiable? And there's not. It's sick and it's horrifying. Now, Ashley Biden doesn't say how old she was at the time she showered with her father, but obviously she was old enough to remember doing it. And by the way, little kids don't take showers. They take baths. Inappropriate showering with your own daughter? If that's not child molestation, it is definitely close enough to justify a police visit. But the police have not visited Joe Biden. They're not investigating this. Instead, the FBI is breaking to the homes of journalists who brought it to public attention. And now, according to the Daily Mail, again, you just heard this, the feds are investigating a woman called Amy Harris, who had the misfortune of finding the diary. To be clear, none of these people committed crimes, certainly not federal crimes, and yet they are being harassed. And this is almost beyond belief, but just before... Okay. That was a clip that should have went first before the other one, but it's okay. You get the picture. You get the picture. The FBI is being a target agency for anything that goes against Biden, anything that goes against this socialistic, communistic, controlled government. They are now the government's secret police. They can be put up to go after whomever or whatever company, say, that they want. They'll tear your life apart. And then they'll say, well, you better not lie to us because it is, a, it is, a, is, it is illegal to lie to a federal agent. And you can be prisoned for up to five years for it. But... They'll lie to you all day long. Let me see the search warrant. No, here it is. Shaking your face. Let me read it. Let me get my lawyer before you come in and tear my house apart. No, we don't, you don't have that right. A judge swore this out for us so we can do whatever we want. What judge? What judge in their right mind says, yeah, you can go after a journalist? You, you have to. You, this, is, this is national security. It's national security that, a, that Ashley Biden left behind her diary that talks about her pedophile father taking showers with her. I believe Tucker, who has daughters, and I, I helped raise a girl. She was my stepdaughter. She never took a shower until she was in high school. And I didn't take any with her, by the way. That was just disturbing. That this, this is the President of the United States. A man who has oft been labeled as a possible pedophile. This is the guy who sniffs little girl's hair and 
says inappropriate things to about how oh she looks like she's like 18 to a young 11 or 12 year old girl just sitting there with her legs crossed like that the guy's puke he's he is a vomit factory to me i i i just i i can't i can't really get i i just can't get words out that even make sense at this point but then neither can he you know so we're i guess him and i have that in common right now here's here's here is joe biden by the way he goes to uh the uh ceo of joanne's joanne fabrics or whatever used to be joanne fact they used to call it just joanne's passed away recently and uh joe's over there talking to uh, you know the probably the upper echelon, a few select people that were the uh, C, uh, was it CI? No, the uh, Secret Service would allow in for him to uh, address, and you know they got this. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your F, uh, uh, your, your CFO who uh, dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to their family. It's tough stuff, but you know what. He- yeah, it's tough stuff, isn't it? <laughs> now, this is a guy who's had a son pass, you know, and uh, we we actually feel for him for that. You know, that that's hard for any parent to handle. But, you know, how many people went up to him and said, Hey, Joe, sorry to hear about your son dropping dead. This is a world leader. They say the leader of the free world really joe biden uh, i'm sorry about your uh, f a uh, c if uh, 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 the guy that dropped dead recently tough stuff what an idiot who says that who does that but you know that's 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 the world we live in now where you know you can say whatever you want do whatever you want it's all good he goes on national tv uh of course it's not a press conference it's the uh what is it jimmy kimmel live or whatever i i let's just let him talk you turn on no i'm serious there's something to that yeah no i'm serious you turn on the tv look at the ads when's the last time you saw biracial couples on tv when's the last time you saw the way i mean People are selling products. They do ads to sell products. And they sell products when people, they appeal to people. This generation is going to change everything. We just got to make sure we don't give up. There's an ability for us to do everything from increase the the, the access to education, health care. Look what we did in health care. All the time. First off, when you turn, this guy doesn't watch commercials. He doesn't watch TV. Almost every television program that you watch has a homosexual in it. Now, do I hate homosexuals? No, but I do not agree with that lifestyle. And I do not agree with it being shoved down my throat. And it used to be, you know, there would be two two guys or two gals, whatever. And they kept it, you know, that it was just, Assumed, I guess, would be the way to say it. That they, you know, you knew that okay, they're they're girl, girl, and boy, boy kind of thing going on there. But now it's all the kissing and hugging and gross stuff. It just it makes you sick. I when I, if I'm watching one of them shows and there's a couple that my wife and I enjoy uh, that have they like say all have them. I just zip right over top of it. I'm not. I got a DVR. I'm not going to watch it. But the thing of it is, is you know, I don't condone even watching those shows anymore. It just breaks your heart that, you know, you, 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 you and some people say, well, you don't need all that entertainment. You got a Bible, you know, and, you know, yes, I do. And, you know, I can be preached to about that. But the thing of it is, is there, this is what we have. Now, he's talking about commercials, Joe Biden. What's the last time you signed in a biracial couple in a commercial? They're trying to sell things. Blah, blah. Look, there are multitudes of commercials with interracial or biracial families or, or uh, couples in them. Many of them. I don't have a, I don't have a list here. 
that I uh, I believe one of them is uh, a, an insurance company by the name of Gova or Goya or something like that. Uh, another one is uh, one of the internet companies out there. There's there are several, if not many, and some of those even have the homosexual couples in them. Again, I don't watch commercials very often, but sometimes you're sitting there watching live TV on you know, choice. They are there, Joe. You just don't know it because you're clueless to what's going on in this whole world that's around you. And you can't even bring that into a, a, a you can't go on the late night comedy show, which has really bad ratings. Do you hear the the hand clapping in the background, though, folks? He's getting a big hand of, of applause. These people love seeing their president out there in California or New York, wherever that thing was done. These are disturbed people. Okay, uh, here's a little bit more of that. No so, question So there's about a it. lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, let uh, me um, say another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate but it. But look how way. the press has changed. Mm-hmm. Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, it's, I, I get it. I know you, get, you overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a... Um, even with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on, on, the, on nightly news. Mm-hmm. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just everything gets, gets sensationalized in ways. That, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look. I'm going to take a break, and then we'll talk a little bit more. I don't if you don't mind. You. I'm, so, I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. I, I, I we have some biracial you. commercials we need to tell. This is a dumb human being. I know you don't just understand it. You overstand it. I need some clicks, folks, on my show. So please, overstand everything I'm saying and get me some clicks. I need them for my posterity. I need them for my narcissistic need to say, look, I'm in the millions. I'm not, by the way. I'm in the tens. That's fine. Those of you that listen, thank you. You're you're a valuable commodity. And I hope that what we share here is worth passing on to others. You know, you can share the show or you can share the ideas. I don't care either way. None of these are original for the most part. There are a lot of things that, I I, uh, I I think I've been ahead here and there, and I have a friend of mine who, who sends me tons of stuff. I appreciate Mike a lot. Uh, different articles and, and news clips he sends to me through chat messages, and I, I use some of them. I can't use them all because we'd be here all day, and I don't have time. But uh, I need to expand and do a little bit more day-to-day. But uh, the thing of it is, folks, is there's a lot of news out there. There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of, you know, really disturbing things happening that we are either being flooded with so much that that's what I try to do is funnel it down a little bit so that it's easier to digest a little bit than to try to drink out of the fire hose because it's getting scary at times. No, I don't, I'm not scared. You know, when you look at, how things used to be 50 years ago, 40 years ago, and you compare them to what's going on now. It's like, well, you know, 40 years ago, we were just getting over the Reagan, I'm I'm sorry, the uh, Carter years, who is, you know, and uh, you know what to say, Jimmy always seemed like a nice guy. He just was clueless. And he was, considered to be the worst president that we ever had. He's still alive. And, you know, I'd have to say, you know, that's good because now he gets to see that now he's only the second worst president we've ever had. And we've had some doozies, you know, Wilson, a couple other ones out there that 
you know, caused us some major kerfuffles. But this guy we got now who calls himself president plays around in a fake White House and a fake Oval Office is by far one of the, he's the worst. He's, and I have sympathy for him in a way because I think the people around him know what they're doing to him as an elderly man who's not all there. Even even there on on the Kimmel show or whatever, where he has an audience that loves him for the most part. I would say almost everybody in the audience was they had to be picked because the Secret Service isn't going to let just anybody in. So they all love him. Kimmel loves him. Why? Because they've sold their souls. They've sold their souls to the socialistic, communistic, democratic party that they think will stay in, po- in power forever. And if we're not careful, they will. We will, we will be in big trouble. What is the next pandemic? down the road before these midterm elections. Or maybe it won't be a planned demic. Maybe it'll be uh, this abortion deal. But they've twisted the idea of what the Supreme Court justices are even discussing. And the, and the, and the verdict on that's coming soon, probably by the end of this month. And if it goes where they send abortion rights back to the states, all these people are going to go crazy. We're going to have riots, it seems, and all the ignorance that goes with that. And then what? Oh, we can't have people go to the ballot box because it could last clear to November. We'll just have them mail everything in and steal another set of elections. Don't let them do it. Don't let them do it. Don't let them put you in a mask. Don't let them steal your food. Don't let them uh, kill you. Don't let them take your election rights from you. We can peacefully overcome the garbage that's coming our way. But we need to do it peacefully. We don't go to violence until violence comes to us. As Christians, that's what we have to stand by. Well, anyway, that's enough for me for today. There's more that we can go into. We didn't really cover the COVID thing too much. Well, we did mention that Tony Fauci does have COVID after he's barked about masks and social distancing and quadruple vaccination plans. He's sick. <laughs> We knew that before it started. So, you know, the vaccination thing, that's up to you. I can give you the information. If you still want to do it, do it. I can't stop you. But as of June 20th, 2022, I am free. I am fine. And I'm unvaccinated. Till next time, have a great day. <laughs>